Good morning. How are we doing? So five reasons why the scales go up and does a fart actually burn 27 calories? That was um, actually came up in a discussion the other day when we were talking about bloating, IBS, managing this. And we were talking about certain foods from um, garlic, onion, um, whole grains, beans, legumes, and how they can be quite gassy. And we were talking about the side effects of that is obviously fermentation because you've got to break down the food and then we started talking about weight you know like actually does that mean that if you fart you burn more calories and you would lose more weight well technically yes but it's not because of the, the 27 calories or so that apparently you burn which i'm not actually sure that that's true i would actually say um i need to go and investigate that um not personally but um 27 calories sounds like quite a lot to me. That is what comes up. Um, I'm not sure they've studied it yet, but that could be a PhD. Imagine what you're a doctor of. I'm a doctor of seeing um, how many calories you burn when farting. Anyway, you can call that maybe um, gastroenterologist. Maybe. Anyway, um, so five reasons why the scales go up. Well, number one is you've been eating more fruit and vegetables. This is a, a good... Um, habit to do in most cases, um, but I better stand still. You might want to be wary of some fruit and vegetables because for some people this can cause bloating, this can cause um, IBS, but in general they're going to keep you fuller for longer, antioxidants, polyphenols, however they contain a lot of fibre which slows down gastric um, emptying if you like and slows down which has that impact on hormones which make you feel fuller for longer. So fuller for longer if you're fuller for longer, that will mean that you control your calories better, okay? So number one is that. However, the result of having more fiber is higher fermentation, higher gas, more wind. And the result of this is then potentially that you gain weight. But if you farted, if you put it simply went to the loo, you would probably lose weight. Yet we're putting all this attention on the scales that could just go up and down from fruit and veg that we eat. But is that body fat? No. And this is where we need to go back and think, okay, actually, let's go back to, to looking at this in a different way. We know what to do already in terms of the habits to lose weight, build muscle, get fit, tone up. And every habit you do is like a brick on the wall of building a wall. You might not see results straight away, but we know what to do already. And actually, you've got to ask yourself sometimes, does binging, does going sod it, I'm, I'm just going to give up because I'm not seeing the scales, going in the right direction make any sense at all. Like we wouldn't do it in anything else, right? Yet something as unreliable as it could go up when you eat some fruit and vegetables and go down when you fart, which is crazy, right? Number two, you've just started a new exercise routine. This might, if you're doing something like Fruity Fit, we'll add more resistance exercise. And, and quite often, some of the women within the program haven't done much resistance exercise like we do before. The result of this is they might have some kind of muscle damage, which in a good way, like breaking down muscle, then the repair of that. And that can cause like short-term inflammation, right? Like exercise short-term causes an inflammatory response. Your body repairs this and it gets stronger, fitter from doing that. And it's able to handle that inflammatory response, if you like. And that's actually important. One of the factors in building muscle, building strength, that inflammatory response. We could go into a few studies on that actually about taking anti-inflammatories around workouts and how that may actually not be a good thing um, because the inflammation is part of a response that your body kind of needs to adapt from that.
just interested. So, but that could make the scales go up. You're doing the right things, but that can make the scales go up. Number three, menstrual cycle. Certain times of the month, you're going to be heavier than others. So don't compare week to week. Maybe compare week one of one month with week one of the other month. Again, week two of one month with week two of the other month. Because weeks three and four, you may see a few pounds increase. You might actually want to increase your calories during this time to help overcome binges, something that we've spoken about before. So that's another thing to consider with that. Number four, you just haven't done what you said you would do. And this one's a bit more of a, a truth hit, if you like. Maybe we plan to hit a certain amount number of calories, meals, but we haven't actually hit that. And with that, we need to look at, okay, why? Was it that we, we underestimated calories on a meal out? Was it that we binge ate one night? Was it a response to a stressful event? something that you can't control. And then there's a different part of this. Then we have to look at other strategies to help control this part of it, which is, which is all about coaching, which is all about accountability to make sure that you do the things that you know you need to do with this. Because like I said, most of us know what to do already. And finally, think about salt intake. Salt intake can fluctuate up and down. Let's say you eat out one day. The chef doesn't really care how much salt is in it to an extent. Like, they just want you to have a nice meal. But if you eat out, I'm, I'm going to guess there's a bit more salt than you'd probably normally use at home. And not to mention, probably a bit more cream butter than you would use at home in most meals. And the result of that might be, again, a bit of a fluctuation. And the last one, which is six, and I said five, but is your sleep. Like some people go, oh, I've just gained a load of weight or I've just lost a load of weight. And if you consider fluctuations with sleep, like if you sleep five hours one night or six hours or seven hours even, but then eight and nine the next. That's a longer period of time for one, food to go through your digestive system. So you've been asleep longer, which means it's probably been longer since you've last eaten. Plus, let's say in the night you get up for a two wheeze in a night out sleep maybe, or in the morning you have, um, you go to the loo in the morning and then sit down for a bit, then you have a meal, it might be 12 hours since your last meal or 13 hours since your last meal because you've slept for longer let's say you have a short night's sleep you might have just eaten like before you go to bed or you might wake up and have breakfast before you hop out to work and you've got a busy day the issue with that is there's less time there's also then more hours in a day which is another part of this more hours in a day means more potential to overeat but on the topic of weight you might wake up in the morning on a weekend and maybe on a Saturday, depending on what you did on Friday night, to actually be lighter because you've slept for longer. Simple as that. It's just been longer process without food in your gut or water in your gut. Especially if you're weighing yourself in the morning, like we recommend um, without uh, eating no, no food or drink after using the loo. So there's actually six reasons why the scales may go up, including um, fermentable foods and how you might lose weight just from farting, but I'm not sure you burn 27 calories. But anyway, have an awesome day. Control what you can, not what you wish you can. Drink your water. That might help too. And I'll see you.